previously on the Simon and Ross podcast. And you get given 40 days to find a, a partner. If you don't, you get turned into an animal of your choice. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Number two? Number two. <laughs> Gage is yeah. number two. <laughs> We're bored yet. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay, clues. Uh, 4.5 mil budget, made 40 mil. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2. The film is half black and white, half colour. I feel like you may have watched this one, you two. Is it Pleasantville? Nope. Wizard of Oz? Nope. Sin City? Nope. Sin City 2, A Dame to Kill For. Nope. <laughs> You're supposed to be naming good films. I am. That was your that was your job, Gage. <laughs> 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 the film is revealed to have been partially in reverse. Oh, Ross has got it. Um, when you partially reversed, what do you mean? The plot was well, pretty much we watched the film partially backwards. But forward, not like Tenant, where it's like re- reversed, but like chronologically reversed. Um, Memento is Memento. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> oh, God, that was a bit tense, wasn't it? Brad Pitt was supposed to play the lead, but cancelled. Yeah. That was clue number five. Ah, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. I'd forgotten that uh, some of it's in black and white. You know, it's the past, isn't it? That's in, is it the past that's in black and white? Or is it the bits that you can't remember? Isn't it flash? Isn't the flashbacks are in black and white? Is is that ca- no, no? Because no, because everything's a flashback. <laughs> no, you're kind of correct. The black yeah. and white bits are the bits that are told correct, <laughs> and then the coloured bits are the bits that are reversed. People are bullshitting him. Yeah. Well, he's bullshitting himself, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Memento was a good film. We talked about this, didn't we, with Frank, I think, a little bit. Yeah, because it was it Christopher Nolan's first film or one of his early films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it at the time. Um, is it Guy Guy Pierce? Yeah. From Neighbours? Um, yeah. Plays the plays the main guy. Yeah. It, I, yeah, it, I think it was good. It was a cracking film. I've seen it two or three times. Um, it's one of them where you appreciate it more the second time around, definitely. Yeah, we um, know what's going on. Yeah, and you can still you can watch it, you know, three times and still be picking it apart. Yeah, it tur- like when I was like the third time you watch it, it turns out like he did an interview about it. You can actually, even on the first time, if you're smart enough, it tells you exactly what's going on during the film. So you can actually know exactly what the situation is before you get to the big reveal at the end. If you just start noticing all the bits like this, a bit with his tattoo, where if you notice the tattoos the same as the reg plate, you know he's like making it all up in his head. But obviously not many people would notice that on first viewing. I did wonder why, like what the whole point was of him tattooing stuff. It was just to remember. So we had the post-it notes, but then the tattoos were there to like make him remember if he lost the post-it note, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's unorganised, that, isn't it? That's all that is. Bilofax would have sorted it. Yeah, yeah. Just a good <laughs> ring binder. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with him getting 
It's a fucking waste of time, to be honest. Like, you haven't got that much time. You've got shit to be getting on with, yet you're going to the tattooist every day. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very deeply flawed system. Is that because is that because on his hand, the first tattoo is get a tattoo? <laughs> and he has, he just, oh, yeah, but he needs to go and get a tattoo. Yeah. So every day he has to have another one. Yeah, he's got another one on his foot that says, empty the dishwasher. <laughs> Never gets to that one. <laughs> Do the ironing. <laughs> Just wake up and does the same shit every day. Oh. <laughs> Get tattooed, right? That's it, gone. <laughs> I, I, I saw it when... Did it come out about... Was it 1990, 2000, something like that? It came out, roughly? 2000. Yeah. I saw it when it came out, and I've never seen it again since. I, I like the... Um, the one thing... The, weird, the one sort of weird thing I remember about Memento is enjoying how it's sort of filmed when he when he wakes up and he's like kind of talking like this and trying to relive what's, what's going on here. Okay. Then he looks at a post, you know, what's it? And he sort of like rambles and mutters to himself to try and piece together a little bit to try and pick up where he left off the day before. Yeah. What's this? Number number 22. Okay. What does that mean? What's this? And he sort of like goes through everything and mumbles to himself. And that's the thing that always sticks. That Those are the bits that I always really enjoyed is when he's, he wakes up and he's trying to figure out, you know, exactly what the fuck. Empty the dishwasher again. Dishwasher's not even. Okay. <laughs> You know, <laughs> got a pizza. Don't want pizza. Got a bad stomach. Yeah. Didn't I have pizza yesterday. Must have got a bad stomach. <laughs> Five tattoos down. It says you haven't got a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it pretty much tells the story through his narration, but it's yeah. his narration that's flawed. That's not true. Yeah. Mm. If you ignore, you you're into Ross's. This is this is exactly Ross's wheelhouse. He, he likes unreliable sources of, as narrators, don't you, Ross? Unreliable protagonists, yes, I do, oh, yeah. Brett, uh, <laughs> Brett, Brett Easton Ellis is the king of it. Yeah. Yeah, if you ignore everything he says or does, you pretty much got the plot bang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like very, like, like American Psycho. Yeah. Can't, can't trust him because he's fucking mental. Yeah, he's your guide through the story, but you can't trust him because he's a psychopath. But, but in American Psycho, did he do all the things that he's... You think he does or not? Don't know. Could, don't have, been know. Paul, could have been Paul Allen. I don't know who that. Wait, who was Paul Allen? Don't know. Could be him. Could be another guy. And uh, yeah, that's why I hate shit like that. <laughs> Is DiCaprio still in the dream? Oh, don't I, don't, I don't care about him anymore. <laughs> Keep him in the dream. <laughs> but yeah, good, good film. It's a good film. That it's again. It's just one of them. It's it's original, isn't it? You don't see many. There's there's quite a few films out there that um. They might, they might not be, uh, they're worth watching if, if you know, for no other reason than their originality, like The Cobbler, you know. <laughs> I mean, the Cobbler's got some solid airtime on this episode just because of its originality, <laughs> even though it sounds like absolute dog wank. But you're still going to watch it. <laughs> no, that was The Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite Chris Nolan film? I mean, it's Memento, isn't it? It's Memento, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Unless number one is a Chris Nolan film. <laughs> What's yours, Simon? Oh, Batman. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 I did like Dunkirk. I, I never... thought you'd hate it purely because Harry Styles is in it. Um, I, it. It gets killed quite early on, doesn't it? He's not in it for long. Um, but no, I, I thought it's the the the. <clears throat> 
again, I think we've talked about this before, but just the build up of, of everything in Dunkirk, there's, there isn't a lot of script. There isn't, there isn't, there isn't actually lots going on, even though there's lots going on, if you know what I mean. Um, and just the build up and the build up and, and that just like one note score of just. That's like three timelines at once, isn't it? Yeah. And when something exciting happens, it goes. And it's gradually, you just building up and building up and building, and then it sort of goes down again and then it just builds up again. Are all um, of your favourite films due to the soundtracks? It's probably a big thing. I, I, to be fair, though, I wouldn't buy the Dunkirk soundtrack. <laughs> Is your favourite Tarantino film Jackie Brown? Yes. Soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can forgive a lot of things in a film if the soundtrack's amazing. Django Unchained? I do love that, but I, I, I would choose Jackie Brown out of all of them. Kill Bill? Yeah, very good. Still, Still not as good as Jackie Brown? No. Ja- Jackie Brown is my favourite one. I think it's the most different different Quinta Tarantino film that there is. Uh, the soundtrack's amazing. Every actor in it is amazing. And you can just watch it over and over again. And not too not too violent. You know, uh, Not that it bothers me, but it's uh, it's just very different. And uh, a very brave choice for him to do. Why, why did you follow Most that up with a Doctor Hollywood. Who impression? <laughs> 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 but I think I, it came straight after Pulp Fiction, didn't it? Um, which obviously revolutionised, re- re- oh, you know what I mean, cinema for for like the nineties, especially. And everyone was expecting Pulp Fiction too, uh, and he threw Jackie Brown out. Didn't do as well. Wasn't as well received, but is a much better film. It's weird how it's like one of the ones that, one of the only ones really that went under the radar. Yeah. To people my age, especially. Like I, I meet people at uni who would never even knew it was one of his films. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I like grew up on a little Quentin Tarantino box set. And then there's people who just think Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it, like I say, it's, it, it's more, it's, it's definitely Tarantino with the dialogue. You know, it's mostly dialogue. Um, you know, because once again, not an awful lot happens. Um, and there isn't this big fight at the end. There isn't this big shootout, you know, people getting hacked to death and all sorts of things. It's quite a simple story, really. But the story is engaging enough to, to keep you through the whole thing. Um, I think it's an amazing film. Correct. What's your favourite Tarantino film, Gage? That he's... Uh... Probably Reservoir Dogs. That was mine for a long time. Yeah, I think that was just because it was the first one I watched. Yeah, first one I watched too. <laughs> oh, jinx. Um, but it's, it's it's Inglorious Bastards for me. Oh, you haven't seen Once Upon a Time, have you? No, have you, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to supplant. Uh, no, there's I, one bit in it where the actor, is it? Yeah, no, yeah, DiCaprio plays the people in his other films. So right. like he, he goes in with a flamethrower at one point and kills bare Nazis with a flamethrower. Yeah. So you'll love it. It's about 30 seconds of the film, but you'll love it. About five hours in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? Right, I think it's time for the big one. Just before we uh, uh, reveal Gage's favourite film of all time, just go through the rest. 
So, five, In the Mood for Love. Number four, Three Billboards and some other stuff. Three, Lobster. And two, Memento. Here we are, Gage. The big reveal. Gage is number one. I feel like you're going to get this on any clue I say. Um, Who's going to get it first, me or Simon? <laughs> I'll start with it cost 19 mil, but made 388 mil. Transformers. No. This, this is when you're going to get it straight away. Oh, maybe not. I'm going to take the name out. The original lead actor shot for seven weeks before being replaced because he wasn't funny enough. I'll carry it. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Ross, I'll... you got it, mate? He wasn't funny enough. Well, he just didn't fit in with the crew or apparently the other cast, but they filmed no, for seven know. weeks and it cost like five mil to restart again with a new actor. I, I think they, they actually felt that he was doing a good job. Yeah, he was a good actor. but He was a good actor, and they were actually quite pleased with what he did, but the actor that they wanted was unavailable, but then became available again. That must have been heartbreaking. Yeah. And the, the original actor was in Pulp Fiction. The original, what, the one who got binned off? Yeah. Right, so was it Bruce Willis? No. Was it John Travolta? No. Samuel L. Jackson? No. I've got another clue. <laughs> The film was nearly called, due to a big money man producer, a spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> Before the other actual producer wrote back a letter saying, ha ha, nice joke, because he knew the producer was be, would be too like stubborn to admit it wasn't a joke. Spaceman from Pluto, so what, The Martian? <laughs> it's nothing to do with that name. It's literally, it's literally one scene in the film. But it's sort of a joke. I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm just thinking of the cast of Pulp Fiction now and trying to think who I, who I haven't said. Michael Clark, Duncan, uh, Duncan. Final clue. One of the actors in it sued the production company for using his likeness and made 800 grand from it. Not bad going. But that was because of the second film, wasn't it? Yeah. Because he didn't want to be in the second film because he didn't agree with the ending of the first film. So instead of just recasting, they they uh, instead of recasting, they uh, got someone who looked very similar and then used a faced cast to make it look like the original actor was still in the films <laughs> without permission. You only actually, you only actually see him upside down like that. Yeah, because well. it looked so rubbish. Yeah. So they wrote a scene in where he had broke his back and had to be upside down. I knew Cy would get it. He'd already <laughs> flipping said it. <laughs> He's already said it on this episode. He may have. Did I? Yes. All right. Uh, can you give me a better... This is, I feel like this is like the whiplash situation. The more we go on, the further yeah. away I feel like I'm getting a fucking answer. <laughs> I have no more clues. Simon, can you give me a... a a clue that's just going to give me it. Direct, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Written by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Uh, executively produced by Steven Spielberg. 
he's the one who sent the letter to that producer yeah. and said, ha ha, good joke. Yeah. Uh, they believe that if Steven Spielberg weren't involved, it would have been released as a spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> I know that that title as well. I think I've read that. I've read. I've read it. I mean, I must have seen the film, right? Well, I think that's a reference to a comic or a yeah. book in the in the film. Yeah, that little boy's reading. I'm not sure. It starts with a bang and a guitar. A bang from a guitar speaker. It starts with about a million clocks going off. And a dog food can <laughs> being emptied. <laughs> and a skateboard hitting some plutonium hidden under a bed. <laughs> As Ross froze. <laughs> Hello? There are three films. Oh, he actually has froze. Has he had- <laughs> 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 I was just about to end the call then. <laughs> Skateboard hitting some plutonium under a bed in that Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> they have probably done a few episodes on it. Yeah. What the fuck is it? There's three films. The final <laughs> film is in cowboy times. Uh, Western. <laughs> my brain is just gone. 88 miles an hour. DeLorean. Oh, right. It's Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who so who was the um uh, Eric Stoltz Eric what, Stoltz instead, instead of um Christopher Lloyd uh Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So obviously bearing in mind Eric Stoltz was similar age to Michael J. Fox at that point. Um and uh Michael J. Fox was filming Family Ties at the time. Yeah. During the day. And um, eventually they found this way of filming it. So basically most of Back to the Future is filmed at night. Um, Certainly the bits in the present time, in the the 80s, um, because he would leave Family Ties filming there and he'd drive straight to the Back to the Future and they'd film at night. They they had had an assistant who would um, pick him up in the morning and take him to uh, Family Ties pick him up from there, drive him to Back to the Future, then at like 2am drive him back to bed where he would get like three hours sleep and then they'll pick him up again to carry it on. And he did oh. that for like three months or so. Bloody hell. Um, but Eric, Eric Stoltz plays the drug dealer in Pulp Fiction, you know, his house they go around to. Oh, it's been a long time since I watched yeah. Pulp Fiction, actually. Um, have, you, have, quote. have you seen The Fly 2? <laughs> Yeah, but not again. Probably longer ago than Bullfinch. <laughs> but he's a good actor himself. Um, it's just, and I think he, they were, I watched the documentary and they said they were actually quite happy with what he did. It just lacked something. They said he was a bit too method. Right, okay. He was taking it too seriously. Like he was yeah. too good for it. So, so Michael J. Fox pulled like 14, 15 hour days because he was shitter than Eric Stoltz. <laughs> According to them, yeah. <laughs> we really I mean, need you. You're not as good. But I think I think it's it sort of I, I don't know. It's brought an attitude towards it that I think is what they were looking for. Um, and they went back and reshot everything, didn't they? Yeah, I think it's part of that FOMO as well because they wanted him in the first place. Yeah. When they then looked back at shots that they had done for the previous twelve weeks with Eric Stoltz, they were like, "This isn't what we were thinking." If we had um, Fox, so yeah. they worked out a way to get him, but the guy still got paid his full wage as if he had done the whole film. So, doubt he's moaning. 
Mm-hmm. And what, how, what did he kick off like? He got he got his sued for eight hundred k. Oh, that he, wasn't him. That was no, uh, Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover. <laughs> so he played the dad, and he didn't like that. At the end of the film, they like they're happy now because they're rich. He thought that was a bad like idea to give kids watching it, even though if you watch the second one, it that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, so he refused. He he like argued with them about that ending. Refused to be in the second and third one. So they just did plastic surgery on some guy. Well, like fake, gave him a fake face to look make, like. Make, makeup, not plastic surgery. <laughs> two yeah. very, two yeah. very different things. Actually went under the knife. <laughs> they, they, they used like casts to make him look like Crispin Glover, this other guy. Yeah. And then used like scenes that they had shot in the first one and the second one and pretty much just like pretended he was still in it. Well, that's certainly the top two of the most conventional. <laughs> it, but it, it, that, it's, there's been a trend there I think yeah. with a few of the guests is, is uh-huh. you get sort of abstract five, four and three and then you tend to get like you know perhaps three to one or two to one where it's a bit more like you know you, you'd see them on a lot of people's favourites I mean Back to the Future is an absolute fucking classic isn't it? I mean I don't think I've, I've always loved Back to the Future and I had a toy uh, DeLorean when I was young I don't think I've sort of vibed with it as much I've never, I've never considered it one of me like you know. As a kid, I, I mean, as a kid, I was all about Dirty Dancing and He Man. <laughs> I think for me, my mum got me the like box set of this. Patrick Swayze and Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> That's exactly. In a, in a sandwich. <laughs> in a river. <laughs> yeah, my mum got me a box set of Back to the Future, and I'd literally sit there, my portable, well, portable DVD player. Yeah hide under the covers when I should be asleep and I'll just watch all three as soon as the third one ended, chuck the first one back in and I've probably seen it about 50 times and I think the whole, the escapism from it, like, I don't know if it was because I was a kid or what, but the escapism of like, oh my God, the future could be like that and you don't watch it examining it like I do now with films. Yeah, I just kind of got lost in it and that's what made me get into films in the first place. So it'll like, I think it'll always be like my top film. Even though I'll probably see films that I think are better, that will always be my top one because it was the one that Lobster. kind of kicked everything off. <laughs> like Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- I, at the te- obviously, that, that came out in... Well, I think it came out in here in 1986, but obviously it came out in America in 1985. Um, and that was... That, that and Ghostbusters were the films that you, you had to go and see. And, you know, it's one of those films that everyone was like, I went to see it again at the weekend. That's 12 times I've seen it at the cinema. You know, I think I saw it six times at the cinema, you know, the original one. I, th- I think for a lot of people, certainly around my age, I think you probably find it's a lot of people's one of the favourite films. Certainly the first Back to the Future. Yeah. I think it's, even when I watch it now, and I, I used to know it off by heart, the whole film. Or, or that I had a dodgy copy, so there was like a millisecond delay on everything, so the lips never moved um, at the same time, and it seems weird for me to watch it normally now, because there's a bit you know where he goes, oh, Uncle jo- uh, Uncle Joey didn't make parole again, and she throws the cake on the on the table, and it goes thump, but on the screen it'd land. And then the noise would come about a second later. So it, it, it's I understand weird. how a lag works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, but that's the bit that you'd always go, oh yeah, I forgot it. There's a delay on it. Um, and but the the last the bit where Doc is on 
the clock tower and you know all he's got to do is get that wire in every time he goes to do something something else goes wrong and you get in fr- you you get frustrated for him and then, you know he's just about to plug it in and and oh it's snagged on that oh he undoes that sorts that oh that's gone and then he finally gets it in and then it's gone the other end and you just go oh for fuck's sake just 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 get it right and it gets me every single time it's like the perfect level of ridiculousness yeah yeah not too much it's believable sort of <laughs> um <laughs> but it's and but it but the, the frustrations and the problems that they find are, are real problems to something that can't really happen yeah if you know what i mean uh which makes it real and the bit as well where, where the lightning just goes across just at the right time and you know the the car hits it at that point it's just perfect and just the, the relief sometimes when you watch it and they go oh they did it even though you know that they're going to do it yeah, so i still watch it. it the first time i watched it i knew there was a second and third one so i know he's yeah. made it back but i was still like on yeah. the edge of my seat and then like you said now i've seen it 20 times or whatever Every time I'm still like, oh my god, is he going to do it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I don't know how they do it. It's crazy. Yeah. I, d- I don't, I don't, because it, it's we, we we all know how it ends, but it's just done so well that you just think there's a chance they might not. <laughs> just a yeah. sign of a cracking film, isn't it? Yeah, I had the I had the same found the same thing with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. It's like cringing at the yeah. uh, the mum trying to kiss him. I know that's going to happen the second I turn it on, but I still cringe when it's about to happen. See, the problem is when I, when I was a kid. That didn't seem that weird. <laughs> I, it, that, that, oh, <laughs> that's why I stopped as I was saying that. It, He's going to edit that out. Yeah, that that bit didn't seem as big a, a, of an issue as it does now watching it. Yeah, when I, when I was researching some facts, apparently it didn't get shown <laughs> because of that. Like they weren't going to make it because right. no one would pay for it because they thought that was too bad. Yeah. But I don't get how it could be. Like For me, it was just funny, funny cringe. Yeah. It was never like, how, how dare they put that in? Yeah. Awkward. But yeah, apparently that's what delayed it being made so long. Right. Okay. Okay. But it's, it, it's, I think it's done quite well. It's, it's not like she gets a breast out or anything. It, you know, it's, it's all quite innocent, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's funny. It's something that might happen back then. Yeah. That's it. And she, she's not bad looking. So, you know, can sort of. <laughs> happened gonna, in Terminator, I, didn't I'm it? I'm going to show Yeah. I'm uh, purposely keeping stumped yeah. in the entire subject. <laughs> I refuse to put my foot in it. But I think as well, and, and obviously when when we saw it when we were kids, you know, I think the second one didn't come out till I want to say 1990-ish. So there was quite a big gap between the two. So it was it wasn't it wasn't a dead cert that another one was going to be made. Um and I think and they filmed them both at the same time, didn't they? The second and third ones, from what I remember. Yeah. So they they filmed them in tandem together uh, and then released them a year after each other. So is it the first one that's your favourite or are you classing it as all of them? Probably the first one. Yeah. The third one's... Pr- if I say it goes first, yeah. second, third. <laughs> but I still well, watch bigger. all three of them over and over again. You've 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 succinctly described a list there. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfectly like illustrated. Text I feel Lewis. Like if if they released the third one as a standalone, no one would be talking about Back to the Future today. No, but because they're all together, it, it's great. And it the third one's definitely the one I've watched the least. Yeah, 
you'll you'll choose the first one. The second one is on ITV two every other day anyway. Um, so you, you'll just you just see that by osmosis most of the time. Um, but the third one, I think you do have to choose to watch. And for some reason, I never choose to watch it, even no. though even though it, it finishes one of my favourite films from childhood. Really weird. And the second one, I remember that bit where um, the shark goes 3D above the cafe. Yeah, yeah. I remember it come out in 90. I was like probably, it's probably like 2000 when that happened. Now, probably even later. And yet that still blew my mind. Yeah. Even though I watched it probably 15 years after it came out. (laughs) (laughs) And like hoverboards. I still don't know how they did that. (laughs) They don't even do that in films today. <laughs> Crazy film. It is an amazing film. Is. That's probably the only film on my list that I can re-watch over and over again. The you're others not, are too weird. You're not watching Lobster over and over again. Don't no. tell me the cobbler's not going on. <laughs> I, want, I want you to do a live session where you both watch it. A live I think, session? I think that'll be hilarious. You actually watch it while the podcast's going. It'll probably only be a 15-minute podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have to describe it to people watching. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be great. Or it could be a watch-along. They can put it on the TV while they listen to you. That's more likely, I think. Just a reaction of stuff happening. I think think if we're going to launch that as a concept, we can't do the cobbler as the... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that'll be the funniest thing. <laughs> oh dear. Right, brilliant. So yeah, your favourite film is Back to the Future 1, or just Correct. Back to the Future. Very good. Well done. Right. At least there was one film on the list you've seen. <laughs> For listening everyone to the Simon and Ross podcast with a special guest that is Mr. Gage Davis with quite a comprehensive list of films um, I've seen two out of them two out of five of them I think <laughs> even including the rejects I haven't seen any of those either <laughs> it was always going to be a little bit out there even though his even though his favourite is quite standard it was always going to be a little bit out there yeah, it's, it kind of went from out there to like gradually less and less. So we stepped into the realms of Netflix. Yeah. So you can't really say it's out there if it's on Netflix, can you? And then, yeah. You know. No, it's very good. Memento is probably one of the. Um, if you think about really good films that a lot of people probably haven't seen, Memento, I, I would say, is one of those. Because I would say it's all five of the, my choices. <laughs> well, Back to the Future definitely is. <laughs> but you know, everyone, everyone's like everyone knows Chris Nolan. You know, you don't have to be a film buff to know Batman and Inception. And you know, most people that they'd rank pretty highly on most people's list. I mean, even Frank. You know, I mean, Inception. I think was one of his, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a bit harsh. Even Frank. <laughs> no, I mean no, because Frank also has quite an eclectic taste in yeah. film. Like two thousand and one. Yeah was one of his yeah it's one of Gage's rejects as well yeah yeah so there's there's, a, there's recurring themes definitely and Nolan and Tarantino are recurring themes yeah um, but Memento is one of those films uh, 
Nolan films that, you know, there's a lot of people that would rate Inception as one of their favorite films, yet they've never seen Memento. You yeah, know, and it is fake a good fans. One. Fake fans. <laughs> They're people like Lewis, whose favorite film is a dog film. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed uh, to a lobster film. I was, yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> which, yeah, both of which are, are animals of choice. Well, I'm waiting for my message when you watch it. Go. Thanks for making me watch that, Gage. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I ring you, you know my mind is blown. Oh, Gage, I'll be waiting. Hands down, one of the best experiences of my life. Why? Why was Back to Future number one? Add three billboards. I'm waiting for two calls. <laughs> I don't think you're calling anyone, Ross. You're all right. <laughs> save, <laughs> save, save the credit on your phone. It's all right. Credit on phone. Lenders a quid service. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, do you remember that? What? Do you remember the lenders a quid service on mobile phones? Is that if you went over your allowance, you were allowed a little bit off? Yeah, so you'd go to the shop and you'd get £10 top up. And obviously your text messages would cost 10 pence each. Yeah. Fucking extortionate. You get a pack of Space Raiders for 10 for 20 pence. <laughs> I used to dial that number where it would charge whoever you were calling. Sex line. If I ran out of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd get them to reverse the charge, wouldn't you? Yeah, they, sometimes they wouldn't know about it, but I'm saving you, you, money. You used to be able to text lenders a quid. Nah. And, it, and you'd get a quid top up, and I remember because like, you're just texting, you're just texting lasses all the time, like that's what you. So like you'd just be rinsing through your credit, like fucking texting, texting, and uh, and then inevitably you would, you would like, every single month I was using lenders a quid, and I, I kept I kept going to use it and then getting a message saying you've all we've already lent you a quid, Ross. <laughs> Can't use it twice in a month. You haven't even paid the last quid back. So I'd, I'd only ever have nine pound credit on my phone. <laughs> Because <laughs> you top up a tenner and you still straight away take a quid off, and then that's, a week later yeah. I've got the quid off them again. I, I remember it now. You said that because uh, I, I always used to end up with nine pounds for every ten pounds credit that I put on. Yeah, because yeah. I'd always use the, the pound. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember it now. And I'd be like, why the fuck's there only nine quid on there? So that's why occasionally you'd give yourself you get twenty quid, especially after you'd just been paid. So yeah. you had more than ten pounds credit. Yeah, and then just end up sending more texts. Yeah, it's all right. I can blast through in the you know, two days after. Yeah, it's all right. A, a, twen a, 20, a 20 pence MMS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the past. <laughs> yeah, lenders are, lenders are, yeah, lenders are quid. <laughs> ten, 10 text messages now. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. And Five, uh, five, five MMSs. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening um remember to follow us on the twitter handle which is s and r underscore podcast but you don't look at me like you want me to be impressed after this amount of time <laughs> um you can also go to patreon and uh, join one of the tiers um that's uh, uh patreon.com forward slash uh, simon and ross podcasts and the, there's tiers there starting from two pound fifty now which yeah, my my, uh, my mum was actually messaging me about this the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I best, I best, uh, I best sign up to the to, to that then." And I, I said, um, "I said, would you actually listen to the podcast?" She said, "Not really." I said, "Well, why would you?" She was, "Well, it's just you know to support you." And I was like, "All right, well, fine. You know your call." Correct. Five minutes later, I get a message. Fucking oh, hell! I didn't realise it was two pound fifty per month. <laughs> <laughs> I said, 
I said, well, that's yeah. the idea of a subscription. I said, it's it's not expensive, you know. It's like you spend more on a trip to the shop, like yeah. to get some milk and some crisps. As we said last time, it's less than a coffee. It's less than a coffee. Yeah. And, she's, she, and, and her response was, I don't buy coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, she won't be getting exclusive content from the Simon and Ross podcast, will she? <laughs> so there's two things here. First of all, it's how you, it's your perception of value. And the second point is, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off please and can can you join the patreon <laughs> um so yes um also if you like and subscribe uh you'll get an update when the episodes are released generally on a monday morning and also if you could leave a review or something i don't know what people do that anymore but where you subscribe if you can just leave a review um, if it's positive, then great. Thanks. I better still, if you want to be a guest, then drop us a message and we'll get you on. Correct. You don't have to know much about films. I mean, you can rate Pretty Woman if you like. And we'll still have you on. <laughs> Talk about cobblers. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for joining us, Gage, who's still there. Thanks yeah, very thanks, much. Yeah, thanks, Gage. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Why do you seem nervous every time you do an intro or outro, but you're fine for the other two hours? I've, I've Ross, been asking this for nearly a year. Because Ross is very good at it. Ross is very good at the intro and outro. So I, I, certainly when we first started, I just let him do it. Simon, I talk for a living. And well, so do I. But I I've, not, I've not worked for a while. But it, it's Ross is very good at it. Um, but I think he got fed up of doing it, so then there's a bit more pressure on me to do it. Even though he doesn't put any pressure on, but yeah, I'd rather well, Ross you, did you, I'm, I'm happy to do it, but you always sort of step up, like right, like you want. I'm like, All it's right, my right. time to shine. Take the reins, but you, I think you've probably done the last few now. But it's, yeah. it's, it's always the same. It's hi everyone, welcome to an episode of Sun and Ross podcast. Joined by my friend Ross, <laughs> <laughs> and then I do, and then I end up trying to do the. <laughs> <laughs> but it works but you know and I, most of it it was the twitter thing i just couldn't get it in my head so I, I i always write it down just before we start so i know it's there i think it's probably our least successful platform it is it's it's a waste of time can't you just make your tag the same as everything so you don't have to remember what it is it, it is the same it's a sam and ross podcast so why are you struggling so <laughs> Because it, it, it's S and R, and for some reason I can't say underscore under pressure. <laughs> I've said undercast. Underscore. I've said undercast, under slash. Um, Backscore. But yeah, I've said I've said everything apart from underscore. And now Scrap I can Twitter. say it. It's dead anyway. I th- it's, it is. I've got more response on Instagram within two weeks than we have the whole time we've been on Twitter. You've absolutely You're... destroyed my Instagram, Simon, with your fucking uh, Beatles stuff. Oh, the, the the Paul McCartney tales. Because you know when you go onto Instagram and you can, like, like Facebook, you know, it's like photos that have been uploaded of you and on Instagram it's like things that you've been tagged in. 
it used to be quite cool for me because you'd go on my Instagram. <laughs> now you just see someone's face. <laughs> you go on Insta, you'd go on like Instagram and you'd go on like things I've been tagged in and it's like loads of band stuff and like my, you know, my, my wedding and that. And now, now it's that. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> There's loads of it. There's I loads for, of it. I forgot I tagged you in every single one, didn't I? I? <laughs> I, was in, I, was in the, I was doing the gardening that day and my phone was pinging every 10 seconds. I thought, he's just destroying my Instagram. He's got no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, I could delete him, but I haven't got the heart to. It was, was it the 7th of May? I think it was the 7th of May. I was just um, I was so I was so bored. It was, yeah, the 7th of May. Yeah. <laughs> It was the day before my birthday and I knew Charlotte was off the day after and I had nothing to do whatsoever. So that was my day. I think I started at about six o'clock in the morning and continued it until about 11 o'clock at night. It passed the day. Yeah, Christ alive, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that appreciates it as well. Like I, kept, I was like, I said, I kept saying, in fact, well, he's just sent us another one. And then obviously after the 10th one, I stopped saying it because it was just relentless. And she was like, what is he actually doing? The thing is, it was like, you're clearly going about your day doing it as well. It was like, there was one at home, one in the kitchen, I think one in Tesco. I've been, uh, there's, uh, there's a couple where I've been for a run and I stopped at the top of a hill and all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it every 7th of May now. That's what I do. You're getting close. Okay, <laughs> now. Better start writing the script. <laughs> you'd always say you'd found something, hadn't you? Like you'd found yeah. your niche and you were like, I'm yeah. going to fucking ride this into the ground. <laughs> this is where my fortune's going to be made. <laughs> yeah. It was, quite, it was quite funny. It was quite original. But, uh, yeah, I thought, fucking hell. I'm not even a massive Beatles fan. So it's like the fact that it's flooded my page and I'm like, out of all of his friends, probably the, the least into the Beatles. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it. That's all that mattered to me. I kept making myself laugh. That was the worst thing. I, I am, I, I am the worst. I'm the worst at laughing at my own stuff. I'm terrible for it. Uh, if, I'd be quite happy if no one saw any of those. I'd be, I'd be doing that anyway without Instagram. I'd be doing it anyway. It's for your own little private yeah, collection. Definitely, definitely. Just um, make a little home DVD so when he's sixty, you can watch back. Yeah. I'm speaking of home mind. DVDs, I'm trying to get. Um, uh, my dad's fished out all the old sort of camcorder tapes and that from holidays and that and there's one in particular that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that I remember and it's me when I'm about five years old and it's Christmas opening the presents and I, I get I was obsessed with Batman absolutely obsessed and I open I open this uh, you know various Batman toys and that and I open it's just it's just a it's just a tray it's like a tray that you put on your lap to eat, eat your tea off and it was a Batman tray <laughs> and there's two things that makes it quite good first of all for some reason, when I was a kid, I used the word, instead of saying cool, I used to say kinky. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> a five-year-old me. Wow, that's really kinky. Yeah. And, 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 and so, so, so basically, my dad's filming me opening this present, and I, I hold it up, and, and they're like, oh, what is it, Ross? I'm like, whoa, it's a Batman cooker. <laughs> I was like, it's a Batman cooker. That's really kinky. <laughs> It's just a fucking trick. <laughs> <laughs>